the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. Uh, my two co-hosts, Mark Hunt and Nam Fawn, are off today, I think. We're starting two minutes early, so I don't know if they're going to be coming on. If they don't, no big deal. We do have a guest on. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tank certificate given away during this show. And that certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And today's trivia theme is Great Movie Villains. So we'll see if uh, our guest knows the answer to that. Speaking of which, our special <laughs> guest is Evan Palmer, who's been on a couple of times to discuss credit scores. Evan, welcome to the Best of Investing. Thanks for having me back, Edward. Absolutely. Always a pleasure. We, we always learn all kinds of good stuff from you. Um, you, you gave me a, a list of questions here to ask you that we thought the audience would want to hear. So I mean, things I get, it's, uh, things I get asked all the time. <laughs> perfect. That's exactly what Sorry. the audience would want to hear. So uh, let's just start right with it. Uh, how does credit score uh, work? Uh, credit scoring work and what's it made up of? Right. Well, credit. Uh, you know, when when we are working on our credit, when we want to improve it, we want to make sure that there's nothing wrong. The very first step is always getting a copy of your credit report from all three credit reporting bureaus. Okay. So, yes, right. who, Trans World and. TransUnion, Experian, Trans and Equifax. Equifax. Yes, okay. these are referred to uh, by many by many titles: credit reporting agencies, consumer reporting agencies, uh, credit bureaus. I refer to them just as the bureaus. And okay. yes, as you as you have pointed out, we all know them as Experian. Equifax and TransUnion. Yeah. There are others, but those are the big three. So those are the ones that we that we focus on. And this is uh, these are the reports that we need to, to that we need to have in hand when we are working on our report. And we'll talk about where's where's a good place to get a copy of those reports in a bit. Okay. One thing I want to point out before we launch into you know what comprises a credit score. The big three that <laughs> we just talked about, the big three credit reporting bureaus, it's important to, re to remember that these are not nonprofit government agencies. Yeah. These are for-profit, multinational, multi-billion dollar corporations yeah. 
okay. that maintain the rec the consumer credit files of upwards of 220 million people. That's a lot yeah. of information to maintain. And it will come as no surprise that they are not very interested in whether or not the information in your credit report is accurate or not accurate. That is your job. (laughs) And I'm here to help people understand how to do that. You know, I I got to think that they got to have divisions that just handle people who are upset that, wait a minute, I paid (laughs) off that loan and you're still showing it as active or, you know, that sort of thing or derogatory stuff. Yeah. Everything's done by computer these days. Pretty much. It's it's pretty hard to, to talk to an individual. But uh, but those are the entities that are involved and our credit scores are actually a byproduct of the information that are in the reports and the scores are outsourced. Essentially, Uh, they have what equates to a a licensing deal with the bureaus. So anytime that an inquiry is made about your credit report, uh, the, the term we use is pulled. A credit report is pulled and a score is created at that moment in time. And it's and so it's important to just to make that distinction that, um, you know, the scores are separate and there are many scores. We don't have just one score. There are dozens and dozens and dozens, depending on how things are are weighted by the lender who is considering loaning some money. Uh, so there, there, it can be any number of different uh, models that are used and that can be very confusing. And so to get around that confusion, my advice is always don't get hung up on the scores. Get into the report and look at the items which are referred to industry speak as trade lines. Each account is considered a trade line. Uh, We'll just call them items or accounts. Uh, But look at those and look and and make sure that they're reporting accurately. And if uh, there's things that are inaccurate, then you want to get them fixed. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here. But again, the, the emphasis has to be on what goes into making up the credit score. And there are five ingredients. Ah, okay. We're going to get into that in the uh, next segment. I also want to talk about the difference between a soft pull and a hard pull. Okay. Cause there is a difference and one uh, re- brings your score down. All right. Exactly. Okay. Here we go. See, I know, I know just enough to make me dangerous. All right. <laughs> here's our first uh, trivia question. We're talking about uh, great movie villains. In which Alfred Hitchcock film are there a pair of very calculated villains played by the smooth James Mason and the downright sinister Martin Landau? It's it's a film that I think goes back to the early 60s, if I'm not mistaken. Could be could be late 50s. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Again, here it is. In which Alfred Hitchcock film are there a pair of very calculated Villains played by the smooth James Mason and the downright sinister Martin Landau. 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct ear and answer is going to win that tanning certificate, which is worth over $100. Stay with us. The best of investing. We'll be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM. The answer. 
Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with our special guest, Evan Palmer, to discuss credit scores. But here's our first trivia question. In which Alfred Hitchcock film are there a pair of calculated villains played by the smooth James Mason and the downright sinister Martin Landau? And if I remember, I think Cary Grant is in it. Uh, North by Northwest. Okay. Oh, he's a lot of movie. It's before our time, but that's okay. All right. Hey, want to make a uh, quick announcement here for uh, the Mount View Hotel in Calistoga is back with us. So every afternoon you can have vino and vinyl wine tasting. Every Saturday and Friday, Saturday and Sunday, join them for dinner and a movie on site. They've remodeled their location, accommodated uh, the outdoor uh for a movie theater, which is really kind of cool. And by the way, it's got one of the nicest warm pools you'll ever be in. Check them out at the Mount View Hotel in Calistoga, mountviewhotel.com. All right, we are in the studio here on Zoom with our guest, Evan Palmer, to discuss uh, credit scores. And I know there was uh, five issues you wanted to to go through, but let me, uh, before you get into that, Mm -hmm. please describe the difference between a hard pull and a soft pull. Yeah, we're talking about inquiries then, inquiries, yeah. which is one of the five ingredients that go into your credit score. Yeah. And um, and we'll talk about what that's worth in a bit. But to answer your question, uh, again, a pull is is uh, industry speak for an inquiry. Somebody wants to find out what your credit's like. And if a person is, this is the rule of thumb, if someone is looking at your report because they're evaluating whether or not they want to loan you money. Okay. That is considered a hard pull and it's going to cost you a handful of points for a short period of time. A soft pull is when you check your own credit, which I encourage everybody to do on a regular basis. And if you are checking your own credit, um, for instance, uh, through a credit monitoring agency or Maybe you've requested copies from annualcreditreport.com, both excellent avenues to check your own credit. That will cost you zero points. There is no penalty for that. It's free once a year, isn't it? Um, annual, annual credit report got its name, well, the annual part because of that, because of that reason that they were providing, uh, one co- and this is, you know, one copy for each bureau, uh, right. once a year. Now, since April of 2020, uh, when the CARES Act came into, uh, effect with the pandemic, they are allowing people to, uh, and by they, I mean, annual credit report dot com is allowing people to pull their own credit reports every week if you want to wow for free <clears throat> so that was one of the one of the items that was placed into the cares act so there's absolutely no reason not to be checking your credit uh, and that's going to stay into effect um until at least as of this point until april of 2022 is what i heard yeah, and I guess it, it, it's good to check it. Um, oh, actually, you know, it's interesting. I have, like, on my credit card, they'll let me know, oh, my credit score has changed, or mm-hmm. anytime I can just go through Chase or Barclays or whatever, and they have a little tab uh, It says, you know, your FICO score, uh, and I can check it. And it's it's just given one figure. There's not three different avenues on that. What's the difference? 
Right. Um, very often, it will be reporting one bureau of the three. Gotcha. And just as a, you know, as a convenience to the consumer, just to give you some kind of information. Of course, and that's fine. It's it's essentially anecdotal information as you go about your life. But if you are serious about um, looking and correcting and trying to improve your credit scores and your credit, you know, what's in your credit reports, you're going to need to look at each of the three credit bureaus. Yeah, and so, they change so much. Sometimes there's a, a sometimes they're fairly close, and sometimes it's like, yep. what, what happened? Yeah, one missed uh, a trade. Some some creditors report to all three ah. bureaus, and some don't. Some may report to one. Uh, there's no law that says that a lender has to report to all three of the uh, of the big three credit reporting bureaus. Okay. So you never know. It could be some mix. Um, there are, are errors, of course, that uh, that happen, and that's a source of differentiation as well. And before I, we go on, because people who are listening are probably saying, you know, well, this guy's on the, this guy Evan is on the on the show for some reason. I mean, your business is primarily to help people increase their score, isn't it? Right, right. I have a credit repair business uh, locally here in in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area called Bay Credit Restore. And so I, I do um, work one-on-one with clients to help them improve their scores. Mm-hmm. Um, and in addition to that, and as a free service, um, I've just launched in conjunction with one of my colleagues, uh, Lori Ross out of Texas. Uh, she and I have, have um, initiated a free private Facebook group, uh, which everybody is welcome to join. Uh, what you do is you go to Facebook and you search groups, and the name of the group is Score Momentum. Score Momentum. All right. So I want to want to offer that invitation to everybody to to uh, come in. and it's a great place to go and ask questions and get the answers that you need. Um, from people that know what they're talking about, essentially. <laughs> and we put up free content um, every week uh, with the, the goal of helping our clients learn what it is to, and, and I don't, I say clients, but this is also non-clients as well. This is anybody can join the group. You don't have to be a client of ours. Um, but uh, a big part of our mission is education because there, it is such a confusing field you know and and the thing is you know i think about it i don't know you know we haven't talked about like what you charge for your services but whatever you charge has got to be worth it because people who have a fairly low fico score compared to people who have a high fico score uh i'll just say a fico you know because that seems to be the industry right um it can cost thousands of dollars when you're looking for a loan or a lease uh, when they're checking your score because they consider you more risky if you've got a 550 FICO score compared to a 750 FICO score. So true. It's, it's, um, it's, and especially when it comes to uh, mortgages, you know, that's yeah. uh, the most expensive thing probably any of us is going to purchase in our lives is a house. And the interest rates there, while right now are at somewhat record lows, uh, over the course of you know, 20 to 40 years, the amount of interest that you pay uh, adds up quickly and it is all score dependent. So the people with the highest scores pay the least. And it's not just mortgages, cars, credit cards, anything, Uh, anything that's got an interest rate attached to it. uh. People with with great credit scores 
saves so much money. Yeah. It's it's and when you total it out, um, just increasing. And I have a I have a, a video on my website about it's a, it's a very a very crude presentation. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Hey, we're going to get to our next commercial break. Here's our trivia question: Hollywood has featured a number of corrupt lawmen, but perhaps none more than the prison warden Norton, played by Bob Gunton. Which popular prison film does this insidious character appear? Stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here are my two co-hosts, Nam Fon and Mark Honf are off today, but our special guest, Evan Palmer, is in the studio. But we're going to ask our second trivia question. Hollywood has featured a number of corrupt lawmen, but perhaps none more so than prison warden Norton played by Bob Gunton. In which popular prison film does this insidious character appear? Do you remember Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins? Is that the Shawshank Redemption? It's the Shawshank Redemption, exactly, <laughs> yeah. I, I figured if I give you that hint, uh, you'll, you'll know that. All right, so we want to make a mention here also for the Portola Hotel and Spa, voted among the top 10 hotels in Northern California by Condé Nast Travelers Readers. Uh, they it reflects the unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey. They have 379 newly remodeled guest rooms, and they're pet friendly. And they have award-winning amenities, including the spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row. Check out PortolaHotel.com. All right. Um, Evan, uh, so, okay, t- tell us about Credit Karma. You see those commercials yeah. all the time. Yeah, and again, this is a, this kind of sp- falls in line with our credit monitoring. Um, everybody should be checking their own credit. Credit Karma is really uh, popular because it's free, you know, and everybody loves free. Uh, it, the, and I got to say, a lot of my colleagues are, are pretty harsh uh, in their criticism of Credit Karma, saying that oh, it's you know it's not that accurate and la da da, I I actually do believe it serves a, a a purpose of letting people connect with the credit score. I just want you to realize that you're missing some detail there. Okay. Credit Karma is only reporting two out of the three bureaus. They do not report Experian, at least not at this moment in time. And and that can be fine if you want to get. Kind of a sense what might be going on with your credit report, but if you're again, if you're working on it, if you want to improve your credit, your credit scores, you've got to have information from all three credit reporting bureaus. And Credit Karma just isn't set up to give it to you. If they're giving it for free, uh, how are they making money? Because you know commercials are expensive. Yeah, they um, they make their money a couple of different ways, but but mostly it's through advertising uh, credit cards. And um, at it, when you're on the site, um, 
they will make you aware that certain credit cards are available and you might be able to qualify for this credit card. And uh, and they they collect a fee for making, you know, for placing that ad. Now, if you go ahead and click through and wind up, you know, uh, signing up and getting one of these credit cards, then they make an additional fee. So that's how they make their money. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, it's just being aware of of what's going on. And and uh, yeah, I mean, when it comes to working on your credit, not the not the place you want to wind up but uh nothing wrong with using it in the interim so if somebody comes to you because they have a low credit score generally uh and again i it depends on whether they have a 500 credit score or a 600 credit score yep is there an average of how much a client usually pays you and how long it takes um ah, gosh that's a (laughs) that's a tough one because they're all over the place and uh um, yeah, someone might have 50 credit card issues and someone might have two. Well, yeah. And, and people with, with really good credit, when they have one negative item, that negative item can hit them disproportionately hard. Yeah. Um, uh, for instance, um, if somebody has a, uh, and I'm just going to make these numbers up because there's no menu that, that you can pull up that says, okay, this is how much. X is going to cost you in points. Yeah. We we know it from experience and what we see in practice. But um, somebody that has a thirty day late payment, you know, uh, if they have a seven eighty score, that thirty day late is going to cost them a bunch of points. I, I, again, I'm just making this up. Maybe seventy points, you know, seven zero. It's a lot of points for one little thirty day late. Now, granted, that's going to go away um, fairly soon. It's not going to hang around and and dog you for for years on end, but Somebody with a 520 credit score, so not very good credit score. <laughs> they have, if they have a 30-day late, it's probably going to cost them five points. Yeah, because they go, you're, we know you're a deadbeat anyway. <laughs> well, they, yeah, it's the shiny car syndrome. You know, if you've got a shiny, this is, this is a, the best analogy I can come up with. If you, if you take a perfect car, drive it off the lot, lot and take it to the grocery store, and you park it in the parking lot and it gets dinged by a shopping cart, your car just went from perfect to used in a heartbeat. <laughs> but the person that's got an old, you know, crummy beater that's all crunched up, somebody runs into that with a, a shopping cart, never even going to notice the dent. And that's a very similar. It's not fair, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. The other thing, you know, just sticking with uh, uh, ancillary topic of Credit Karma is the score. They use a different scoring system, and a lot of credit monitoring companies do. They use a, a, a model called Vantage Score, which is uh, growing in popularity, but it's still very much uh, the non-dominant scoring system. FICO is is absolutely the industry standard. Um, and when it comes to mortgages, uh, FICO has pretty much cornered the market. Uh, yep. You know, So if you're looking at your score on Credit Karma and wondering why it's different from the score that you just got from your mortgage broker, that's why, is because uh, you're looking at apples and oranges, essentially. Huh. And again, doesn't necessarily make sense, but that's just the way it is. And do they use the same, like, what is it, 850 as the top score? And Different models have different ones, but yeah, the, the standard is a low of 300 points and a high of 850. And so when you look at that, That means that if we subtract one from the other, we subtract 300 from 850. That means that 550 points are in play. 
And this is important to keep in mind because we can relate that to going back to the five different elements that go into making up your score. That All of those have to sum to 550. And so we know that payment, you know, yeah. Payment history is the most important, and we'll come back and talk about each one of those. Exactly. I know. It's good. It goes fast, I'll tell you. Okay, here's our third trivia question. Most people think of Lex Luthor when they are asked to name a Superman villain. However, we should not overlook the performance of Terrence Stamp. I don't remember him personally, but from Superman 2, when he plays which diabolical general? You see if you remember the Superman two to me was the best of all the Supermans, you know, that Christopher Reed did. All right, eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. First caller with correct answers win that tanning certificate. Stay with us, the best of the best. We'll be right back. Don't touch our dial. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety. The best of investing will continue in a moment on eight sixty AM. The answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with our special guest, Evan Palmer. Third trivia question. Most people think of Lex Luthor when they are asked to name a Superman villain. However, we should not overlook uh, which diabolical general from uh, Superman 2. Do you remember his name? He's got three letters. General Zod. General Zod. Okay. That's okay. All right. I want to make a mention here, too, also for Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael. Pizza, the way it ought to be. You know, just even – it's hard for me to even say that commercial because I get hungry for their pizza. I don't know if you ever had it. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael, awesome pizza. Check them out. Okay. Um, So, okay, let's, let's get into this. What's the best way to increase your score? Yeah. So, um, and I'll segue into this. This is because it talks about this, the second ingredient. So the first ingredient that goes into making up your credit score is payment history. All right. It's important that you pay your bills on time. Yep. The second, ing- and that's 35% of your score, according to FICO. Okay. And, uh, and that might be a shocker. I mean, that's roughly a third. Yeah. So that means that two thirds of your score is not related to payment history. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that has to do with how much available credit. And and second, the second ingredient, second most important one is debt utilization. Mm-hmm. And so this comes in at 30 percent of the score. And this is the ratio of how much credit you have open. So it's, we're talking about revolving credit, okay. um, which means credit cards, store cards. Yeah. And it's a ratio. It's how much um, how much you what, what your balance is right now divided by what your credit limit is okay. and it's cumulative so you take all the cards all your credit cards and you add all the balances and you divide it by the sum of all of the credit limits okay. and that creates a ratio and we often hear if you looked anywhere online, what's a what's a good debt utilization score that you'll read invariably keep your debt utilization under 30 percent. OK, is 30 percent good? <laughs> well, it's all relative. 30 percent is better than 40 percent because you want it to be low, but it's not as good as 20 percent. You know, the, the people that have the highest credit scores 
in the country have debt utilizations of 7% or less. Now, is that that's on a revolving basis? So, like, I pay my credit card every month. Yep. But I love to use it a lot because of the credit freaking flyer miles. Yep. So, and this is where it ties into your question, is how do you raise your credit score? And this applies whether you have low credit scores or high credit scores. Because people with high credit scores notice their credit fluctuating on a monthly basis sometimes. Well, what, what can happen is when there's two dates. When it comes to your credit card bill, there's two dates on there. There's a statement date. That's when they, they print it up and put it in the mail and send it to you. Okay. And then there's the due date. Yes. That's when you pay the bill by. And we're all focused on the due date, and rightly so. We don't want to be late with our payments. Right. So – uh, and I'm the same way, Edward. I I pay off my, my credit cards every month because I hate paying finance charges. Yeah. Because it's like lighting money on fire. <laughs> That's true. And and to avoid that, I make sure that I'm in by the due date. However, what happens is when it comes to figuring out your debt utilization and the score related to it, that's calculated on the statement date. So when, if your credit card comes and has a balance on it, a balance due, that is what your score is being generated. By the due date. So like for me, as soon as my credit cards come, on, uh, come online and say, uh, you're, you know, here your credit card statement's available, I, I, I actually try to pay it that day. Yep. Uh, that, and that's the best. If you're, yeah, if you're point conscious – with, if you're working towards qualifying for a loan or, you know, where points or every point is meaningful, that's what you do is you don't wait for the due date. You make that call, that preemptive call to uh, to uh, the credit card company, find out what the statement date is. And then right before that, find out what your balance is and pay it right then. And, and if, then if, if they can report a zero balance to the credit bureaus, you're going to get the highest score possible in that category. My, uh, my, well, mine will never be really zero only because I start charging right away. Mm-hmm. But, but will they say by the due date there was nothing owed? Well, on, by the statement date. By the statement so, date. Yeah, uh, if the statement, if, the, if, you're, if as long as your credit card bill comes to you and it says zero balance, then you're getting every point you can possibly I, get. Mine will never say zero because I'm constantly <laughs> using every day. So you know. Well, if you pay it by the state, well, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but it's it's that it's that reporting date. So it's on the date that they report to the bureaus, which is the statement date. Because by the statement date, I might have put another couple thousand dollars worth of charges back <laughs> on. You know, <laughs> paid you know, the, the five thousand. As long as long as your credit limit is high. You know, then you're dividing by a large number. That's that true. ratio becomes small, and you know. Yeah, in fact, sometimes what swings I become smaller is I'll constantly send them money, even you know, just to constantly keep it low. And one one trick I re, I was someone taught me, and I realized, oh my gosh, I, I'm glad you taught me this. Before I used to go to my bank and and pay the bill by having my bank send it, and then. I realized, whoa, wait a minute, you know what? They send checks that could get lost in the mail and, and they'll, the credit card company will make me responsible. So by me going on the credit card company's website and paying there, say, you drag the money out, I'm, I'm getting authorization. Now the onus isn't on me anymore. I just have to make sure the money's in the account. Isn't that correct? That's, that's uh, yeah, you're, you're cutting out a whole step there. So yeah, that makes sense yeah. to me. Okay, good. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, let's see here. Do, do people generally know why they have a low score? Well, because there's so many ingredients, um, I rarely find somebody that because, uh, you know, one of my questions um, to a person initially. Well, first of all, ha- when was the last time you looked at your credit? Because it's we had it all starts with that credit report, and then the, really the second question is, what do you think is holding your score down? If that's the issue, and generally people have some kind of feeling that something's amiss. Sure. However, a medical bill that I didn't pay because I argued with the doctor, and yeah. Know, However, what I find is is that that is r- rarely the most important and or most significant item on the credit report or factor. That is decreasing the score. Again, there's so many moving parts, yeah. and the way that the way that you can break through that confusion is to keep in mind five ingredients. And we talked about two already: payment history, paying your bills on time, debt utilization, keeping your credit card um, balances low. Yeah. The third one is age of file. Anything that's old on a credit report yeah. is generally good news. So you want to keep you know, if you pay off a credit card. Keep don't, it open. Don't, don't close any account. You know, it's interesting, interesting is uh, some years, I don't know, five years ago, um, I bought a uh, I bought a, a new heater slash air conditioner. And Wells Fargo had a special um, situation where it was 0% for five years. Oh, got to love that. I, I can't. I can't <laughs> give that up. And, was, and we're talking about even a really expensive heating air conditioning because I had to buy two of them for the house. And I remember um, my credit score dropped precipitously. And what I found out was, well, what happened was when I asked for a certain amount, they gave me exactly that limit. So I was 100% utilized on that card. Interesting. And that's how, Interesting. That's, how, that's the only way that I could figure that that one cut me out. Yep. All right. Tell you what, we're going to, uh, we don't have another uh, trivia question, but we're going to cut to our last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have some closing comments. This went pretty fast. Stay with us. The best of investing. I'll be right back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with our special guest, Evan Palmer, to discuss credit scores. Evan, if I find something wrong on my credit report, what do I do? And, and this is going to seem pretty old school and pretty retro, but you want to write a letter. <laughs> write a letter. <laughs> write a letter to the credit bureau. Reason. Okay. Yeah, the thing you don't want to do is you don't want to uh, dispute stuff online. Um, there's many reasons why. The biggest one is that, well, there, the two major ones is you don't have a paper trail and you need that. And you wind up giving up consumer rights that are, are granted to you in the Fair Credit Reporting Act, which wherein <laughs> it states that you need to mail stuff uh, in order to have these rights. You know, An email doesn't count? Email doesn't count. Wow, because that you have a, a, a you know, um, a copy of it. Uh, you can send it to yourself. But interesting that they don't allow an email. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just the way the law is written right now, um, which of course can be amended, but it, it isn't. And so the thing is, the thing to do. Is, I mean, let's say that that there's an old name of yours, you yeah. know, an AKA that uh, you know, for whatever reason. Um, somebody got it wrong on the on the credit bureau report. 
Well, look, if it's Equifax, look them up, find their, their address. Pretty easy to find. Just Google it and write a letter and uh, say, hey, Equifax, I was looking at a copy of my credit report and I noticed that you got my name wrong. Here's the way it should appear. Yeah. And and that's it. And what you do have to do is you have to include some proof of identification so that they know it's you who are requesting this information because only you can do that. Copy address. And uh, there's three proof. Uh, three three proofs. Uh, there has to be a photo ID, uh, a proof of your address, which if you have a, a current address on your driver's license, you got two and one right there. And then the third thing is proof of your social security number. So um, maybe a, a W two statement or the the front page of your tax return or something that has your number associated with your name. And you include that and you send it off to the bureaus. And that's how you know that's the process. And they have 30 days to respond to you. Um, and again, that, I guess that is put in there. I receivers question to make sure that they acknowledge it, right? And, and that's the thing. Ever since COVID hit, I mean, they used to be fairly good, believe it or not. But um, since COVID hit, everybody's lagging. And um, I've, I've um, absolutely advised all my clients to send stuff certified um, and electronic return receipt, which is a which is a, a, a less expensive way to have them verify that they received it. And then there's no question. So the, uh, you give them an email uh, on that and they, they email back the receipt? They, uh, uh, they ha- on the receipt from the post office, there's a tracking code and you just go on to the, the USPS.com website oh. and enter that tracking code and it will show, you know, your package was received. Take a screenshot of that. You got there's your proof that they got, and on a certain day, so you know when the clock starts ticking. Evan, uh, tell you what, uh, give out your information if people have uh, questions about their credit scores. Yep, yep. Um, I'm Evan at uh, my email, Evan at baycreditrestore.com, and my phone number is four one five five seven eight five seven zero six. And we're going to uh, have you on again because it's you're always a wealth of knowledge, always learning something, a little bit something uh, every time you're on. You're definitely an awesome guest to have on. Are you ready for our thoughts for the day? Please, so, yes. Once uh, my dog ate all the Scrabble tiles, and for days he kept leaving little messages around the house. Oh, my. <laughs> and I went to a website for Oreo cookies today, uh, and I, I hit the uh, accept all cookies. And got nothing. I can't <laughs> Terrible. All right. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Our special guest is supposed to be Steve Moskowitz, tax attorney. So that ought to be a good show. Uh, get, get some tax advice. All right. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on 860 AM. The Answer. The Answer.
This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.